Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Four Persons Network. Join us at this hour of mercy for the chaplet of divine mercy for the intentions of the holy souls in purgatory and to rid the world of the scourge of abortion. The intro is by Donna Corey Gibson, copied from the YouTube channel Super School. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world. O fount of life, unfathomable divine mercy, envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon us. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. <coughs> and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. John, I see you on hold, and I'll bring you in after I finish with with the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity, of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord, Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, 
have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. 
For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood, soul and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the sake of his sorrowful passion, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One, have mercy on us and on the whole world. Eternal God, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we not, might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. St. Faustina, pray for us. Pope St. John Paul II, pray for us. Jesus, we trust in thee. And I'm going to do our one-minute reflection real quick, and then I'll bring John on for the daily update. Today's one-minute reflection is this. We all know we need to go to confession, and we need to go at least once a month. Some of us go every week. But in order to receive forgiveness, we must do forgiveness. That means I want you all to think about somebody that has wronged you. Whether they've apologized or not, somebody that has wronged you. And I want you in your heart to forgive that person. Then and only then can we receive forgiveness from God. Remember in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Think about it. You'll be the bigger man for it. I promise you. And then let's go ahead and bring John on for the daily update. Hi, John. Hey, you know, I love your I love your thought, and I would just ask our listeners to consider this point. If somebody met you on the worst moment of your life, when you were having the worst moment of your life, what, what would they think of you? Probably not very highly. <laughs> right. And is that fair? No, no probably not. not fair. Yeah. Um probably wouldn't be fair for a person to judge you based on the best moment of your life either. Um, 
but it's definitely not fair for a person, you know, and, and I don't know how many times that my first impression has been wrong. You know, they, there's a lot of people that believe the first impressions are always right. They're not. No, my they're first not. impressions have been wrong many times where my first impression of, of a person is, uh, wow, this guy's really a jerk. Uh, but turns out now he's not a jerk. He's really a nice guy. You just caught him on a bad day. Caught him on an especially bad day. Um, exactly. And, and the reverse is true. The reverse is true. I've had people that I thought were really nice and sincere and, and they were anything but. So, um, but you're absolutely right. You must forgive from your heart if you expect to be forgiven. And Jesus doesn't want you to stop there. He doesn't want you to just stop at forgiving them. He wants you to pray for them. Intercede exactly. for them. Or whatever, whatever has brought them to the point where they've acted in the uncharitable way that they act. Maybe they're not totally responsible for what they're doing. Because maybe this is not a person that's in complete possession of their faculties right, right now. Maybe they are so overwhelmed with, with grief or anxiety or what have you. I, let's face it, life is hard right now, Richard. It, it really is. And, it really uh, is. People go through a lot of stuff. Yeah, people go through a lot of stuff. Um, so getting back to the, to the uh, daily update, um, you know, I, I was really bummed out that I missed uh, Lisa's debut of her album, uh, but I'm going through a little bit of a medical difficulty right now. I, I don't know how many of our listeners are familiar with sleep apnea. I've got it bad, and the machine, the CPAP machine that I have is on its last leg, and I've been waiting for the new machine to arrive. And meanwhile, you know, I'm only getting a couple hours sleep a night. So it hasn't, it hasn't been good. Because the thing about sleep apnea is not only sleep deprivation, but it's oxygen deprivation. Really, your health really takes a hit, you know? Yes, it does. But, yeah, but the machine should be arriving today. I'm on my way home now, and the machine should be arriving today. And if it does, that's that's going to resolve that issue. So wanted to yeah, apologize to Yeah, I thought it was supposed to, to get here. Thought it was supposed to arrive yesterday. Now it's supposed to, it's supposed to arrive today. Okay. Um, so um, I just got off the phone with the person that I'm going to be uh, debating, and uh, we're definitely good to go. Except for the moderator may may be tied up that weekend. We may have to put it to the push it to the next weekend, and I should know. By tomorrow, I should be able to give you a definitive date. So, me and him are definitely going to debate. The only question is, will it be on March 8th or March 15th? And I'll have that answer for you uh, tomorrow. And, and of course, we're debating on the doctrine of sola scriptura. Um, and and to me, that's the that's uh, yeah. I was saying to Brenda Johnson the other day. I had a debate with her on sola scriptura years ago. And I just believe that Sola Scriptura is the foundation of all false religion. It really yes, is. Yes, it is. Uh, you, you bring down that foundation and everything else falls down, you know, with it. So uh, I'm looking forward to the debate. He seems like a really 
um, civil guy. Um, he's, you know, he's open to, uh, you know, he's not one of these rabid anti-Catholics. He's, he's open to hearing lo- a logical argument. Uh, he, did, he doesn't have the default anti-Catholic position on everything. Uh, you know, he thinks we're right on some things and wrong on others, which, you know, it's a fair position to start from. So um, he'll have the opportunity to make his case. I'll have the opportunity to make my case, and and we'll go from there. This weekend, I definitely am going to make progress on kicking off our study of the book of Revelation. That's something I think is, is uh, very much needed. There are a lot of people that have a lot of misconceptions about that book, so I hope to uh, do the essential work that I need to be able to kick it off, at least this week and get that work done. And uh, if you talk to uh, Ken and uh, William, what do they have coming up? Well, Ken on Friday morning at 7 Eastern has an interview with Jacob Woods. I still don't know what the topic of that is going to be. And I haven't heard back from William on what his topic is going to be on Catholicism rocks or on burnt toast and coffee. Okay. All right. When you're reaching out to them, I want you to also, if you would, uh, reach out to Terry and see if we can set up his show uh, for next week and, uh, and, and see who he wants to have on and what, what topic we want to cover next week on his show. We want to get that going again, too. Okay. And that would be perfect because I don't have a night's meeting that night, so I can listen in on Terry's new show. Well, we're just going to resurrect the yeah, resurrect the, the old show, take it to the well, streets. Uh, what do you mean his new episode, I guess? That's what you mean. His new, his new episode, his new show, yeah. 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 Also, I want to tell our listeners that we jumped back into the top ten. So we we have uh, we've been in the top ten now for nine weeks minus what two days? Minus two days. What show is in the top ten? Right now, you're the January twenty second episode of of Divine Mercy. So you're you're carrying the banner for. Uh, for the four persons right now, and, uh, and and we're grateful, and it, it, it's just it's, no. I'm the one that's grateful because I'm the one that's grateful for you guys giving me a chance. Yeah. And I'm grateful it's for the opportunity wonderful. to serve God. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's we have a wonderful faith, and it's and it's wonderful to be able to uh, you know to to share that faith. And, uh, you know, that we're having some success is a variety of factors. You know, William is, is part of that. So, anyway, with that, I have a call I have to take. So, God bless you, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Roger that. We'll talk soon. All right. And that was our founder and director, John Benko, and my very good close personal friend. And I know he'll tune in later and hear me say that. So, And that's not why I said it, by the way. So anyway, uh, let's get on to our saint of the day. Our saint of the day is St. Peter Damien. 
And St. Peter Damien was born in, uh, well, he, let's put it this way. He was an 11th century Benedictine priest. He was a big proponent of celibacy among those consecrated to religious life, including priests, friars, nuns. Um, he also believed that ordered religious should live away from the secular order um, or live away from the secular world and live in monasteries and convents, while diocesan religious should live in the secular world. He was born around the year 1007, and he died on either February 21st or 22nd in either 1072 or 1073. He was declared a saint pre-congregation, so there's no formal canonization. But he was declared to be a doctor of the church on September 27, 1828, by Pope Leo XII. Prior to 1970, his feast day was celebrated on February 23rd. So he was born at Ravenna in the Papal States in what is current-day Italy. Around 1007, like I said, we're not sure exactly the day or the, the year or the date. He was orphaned at an early age and placed in the care of a religious brother who treated him as a slave, not as a member of the household. And when he was old enough to be sent out, he was sent to tend to the pigs. Um. That's when he caught the eye of another religious brother whose last name was Damien. This other religious brother took young Peter in. He ensured that Peter had a good education. Peter took this brother's surname, Damien, as his own. He was, after his education was completed, found to be a particularly amazing professor. Despite all of this success, Peter wore hair shirts and practiced great penances. He often gave out alms, and it was not uncommon for Peter to entertain poor people at his dinner table. At some point, Peter decided to join a religious order and leave the secular world behind. After a chance meeting with two Benedictines and hearing about the rule of St. Benedict, Peter chose to join the Benedictines. He was chosen by the monks of his monastery to take over the governance of the monastery in the event that something happened to the abbot. Peter was extremely reluctant to do so, and accordingly, the abbot made it a matter of obedience with Peter. When the abbot died in 1043, Peter became the abbot. In 1057... Pope Stephen IX made Peter the Cardinal Archbishop of Ostia. Ostia, I'm sorry. He constantly asked Nicholas II to relieve him of the post and allow him to return to his desert hermitage. The Pope, this Pope always refused. His successor, Alexander II, allowed him to resign his post with great reluctance. However, Alexander II reserved the right to utilize Peter when he needed someone to take up against issues within the church. Um, 
he wrote a treatise in that capacity. He wrote a treatise to the Bishop of Besancon in which he inveighed against the custom by which the canons of that church sang the divine office seated in choir, though he allowed them to sit for lessons. He recommended the use of the discipline as a substitute for long penitential fasts. He wrote most severely on the obligation of monks and protested against their wandering abroad, seeing that the spirit of retirement is an essential condition of their state. He complained bitterly of certain evasions whereby many palliated real infractions of their vow of poverty. He justly observed, we can never restore primitive discipline when once it is decayed. And if we, by negligence, suffer any diminution in what appears or what remains established, future ages will never be able to repair the breach. Let us not draw upon ourselves so foul a reproach, but let us faithfully transmit to posterity the example of virtue which we have received from our forefathers. St. Peter fought simony with great vigor and equally vigorously upheld clerical celibacy, and he supported a severely ascetical semi-eremitical life for monks, so he was an encourager of common life for secular clergy. He was a man of great vehemence in all that he said and did. It has been said of him that his genius was to exhort and impel the heroic, to praise striking achievements, and to record edifying examples. An extraordinary force burns in all that he wrote. In spite of his severity, St. Peter Damien could treat penitence with mildness and indulgence where charity and prudence required it. Henry IV, the young king of Germany, had married Bertha, the daughter of Otto, Marquis of the Marches of Italy. Two years later, he sought a divorce under the pretense that the marriage had never been consummated. By promises and threats, he won over the Archbishop of Mainz, who summoned a council for the purpose of sanctioning the annulment of the marriage. But Pope Alexander II forbade him to consent to such an injustice and chose Peter Damien as his legate to preside over the synod. The aged legate met the king and bishops at Frankfurt, laid before them the order and instructions of the Holy See, and entreated the king to pay due regard to the law of God, the canons of the church, and his own reputation, and also to reflect seriously on the public scandal which so perniciously an example would give. The nobles likewise entreated the monarch not to stain his honor by conduct so unworthy. Henry was unable to resist the strong opposition and dropped his project of a divorce, but remained the same at heart, only hating the queen more bitterly than ever. Peter hastened back to his desert of Fonte Avellana. And uh, so his last undertaking for the church was to settle 
the troubles over the excommunication of the Archbishop of Ravenna. Upon his arrival at Ravenna, he found the prelate had just died, but he brought the accomplices of his crimes to a sense of their guilt and imposed upon them suitable penance. As he was returning towards Rome, he was arrested by an acute attack of fever in a monastery outside Faenza and died on the eighth day of this illness while the monks were reciting matins around him on February 22nd, 1072. St. Peter Damien, pray for us. Friends, I want you to join me in going to the Rock Company Shop website. That is the Rock. T-H-E-R-O-C-K, company, C-O-M-P-A-N-Y, shop, S-H-O-P, dot com. You won't be disappointed. And when you check out, tell them your friends at the four persons sent you. Or their friends at the four persons sent you. Or everybody's friends at the four persons sent you. And... Let's support some good people in Israel who are friends of our network and friends of the show and have been interviewed on the network several times about the goings-on in Israel and uh, about their shop and all sorts of other great things. And with that, I'm going to bid you adieu, and I will see you tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. My name is Richard Pettis, and I want you to have a blessed rest of your Wednesday and a blessed Thursday in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Fargo, the new virtual assistant from Wells Fargo, makes banking faster and easier. Like this. Fargo, what's my checking account routing number? And this. Fargo, uh, turn off my debit card. And this. Fargo, what did I spend on groceries last month? And that's just the beginning. Do you, Fargo? You can. In the Wells Fargo mobile app. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash getfargo. Terms and conditions apply. Your mobile carrier's availability and message and data rates may apply. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member of FDIC.